Story 5 of Retief, Intergalactic Diplomat in Space. Red Reed Short Sci-Fi, Volume 5. The Madman from Earth by Keith Laumer. Part 2. Retief rose, went to the communicator, assisted Miss Moyle aside. Listen carefully, Fifth, he said. Your bluff has been called. You don't come in and we don't come out. Your camouflage worked for nine years, but it's all over now. I suggest you keep your heads and resist the temptation to make matters worse than they are. Miss Moyle, Frith said. A peace squad waits outside your consulate. It is clear that you are in the hands of a dangerous lunatic. As always, the Gorathi with only friendship with the terrestrials. But don't bother, Retief said. You know what was in those files I looked over this morning. Retief turned at a sound behind him. Miss Moyle was at the door reaching for the safe-lock release. Don't! Retief jumped. Too late. The door burst inward. A crowd of crested Gorasi pressed into the room, pushed Miss Moyle back, aimed scatterguns at Retief. Police Chief Schlue pushed forward. Attempt no violence, terrestrial, he said. I cannot promise to restrain my men. You're violating terrestrial territory, Schlue, Retief said steadily. I suggest you move back out the same way you came in. I invited them here. Miss Moyle spoke up. They heard my express wish. Are they? You sure you meant to go this far, Miss Moyle? A squad of armed Gorwashi in the consulate? You are the consul, Monsieur Landa Moyle, Shlou said. Would it not be best if we removed this deranged person to a place of safety? You're making a serious mistake, Shlou, Retief said. Yes, Miss Moyle said. You're quite right, Mr. Shlou. Please escort Mr. Retief to his quarters in this building. I don't advise you to violate my diplomatic immunity, Fifth, Retief said. As chief of mission, Miss Moyle said quickly, I hereby waive immunity in the case of Mr. Retief. Schlu produced a hand recorder. Kindly repeat your statement, madam, officially, he said. I wish no question to arise later. Don't be a fool, woman, Retief said. Don't you see what you're letting yourself in for? This would be a hell of a good time for you to figure out whose side you're on. I'm on the side of common decency. You've been taken in. These people are concealing. You think all women are fools, don't you, Retief? She turned to the police chief and spoke into the microphone he held up. It's an illegal waiver, Retief said. I'm consul here, whatever rumors you've heard. This thing's coming out into the open, whatever you do. Don't add violation of the consulate to the list of Gorwatian atrocities. Take the man, Shlou said. Two tall Gorwatian came to Retief's side, guns aimed at his chest. You're determined to hang yourselves, aren't you, Retief said. Hope you have sense enough not to lay hand on this poor fool here. He jerked a thumb at Miss Moyle. She doesn't know anything. I haven't had time to tell her yet. She thinks you're a band of angels. The cop at Retief's side swung the butt of his scatter gun, connected solidly with Retief's jaw. Retief staggered against Croatian, was caught and thrust upright, blood running down onto his shirt. Miss Moyle yelped. Schlue barked at the guard in shrill Croatian, then turned to stare at Miss Moyle. What does this man told you? I, nothing. I refused to listen to his ravings. He said nothing to you of some alleged involvement. I've told you, Miss Moyle said sharply. She looked at the blood on Retief's shirt. He told me nothing, she whispered. I swear it. Let it lie, boys, Retief said, before you spoil that good impression. Schlue looked at Miss Moyle for a long moment. Then he turned. Let us go, he said. He turned back to Miss Moyle. Do not leave this building until further advice, he said. But... I am the terrestrial consul. For your safety, madam. The people are aroused at the beating of Croatian nationals by an 
Aelin. So long, Moilesy, Meteor said. You played it real, Foxy. You'll lock him in his quarters? Miss Miles said. What is done with him is now a creation affair, Miss Moyle. You yourself have withdrawn the protection of your government. I didn't mean... Don't start having second thoughts, Reedy said. They can make you miserable. I had no choice, Miss Miles said. I had to consider the best interest of the service. My mistake, I guess, Reedy said. I was thinking of the best interests of a terrestrial cruiser with three hundred men aboard. Enough, Slew said. Remove this criminal. He gestured to the peacekeepers. Move along he said to Retief. He turned to Miss Mile. A pleasure to deal with you, madam. Chapter 4 Retief stood quietly in the lift, stepped out at the ground floor and followed docilely down the corridor and across the pavement to a waiting steam car. One of the peacekeepers rounded the vehicle to enter on the other side. Two stooped to climb into the front seat. Schlue gestured Retief into the back seat and got in behind him. The others moved off on foot. The car started up and pulled away. The cop in the front seat turned to look at Retief. To have some sport with it, and then to kill it, he said. To have a fair trial first, Clue said. The car rocked and jounced, rounded a corner, puffed along between ornamented pastel facades. To have a trial, and then to have a bit of sport, the cop said. To suck the eggs in your own hell, Retief said. To make another stupid mistake. Schlue raised his short ceremonial club and cracked Retief across the temple. Retief shook his head, tensed. The cop in the front seat beside the driver turned and rammed the barrel of his scatter gun against Retief's ribs. To make no move, outworlder, he said. Schlue raised his club and carefully struck Retief again. He slumped. The car swayed, rounded another corner. Retief slid over against the police chief. To fend this animal, Schlue began. His weak voice was cut off short as Retief's hand shot out, took him by the throat, and snapped him down onto the floor. As the guard on Retief's left lunged, Retief uppercut him, slamming his head against the doorpost. He grabbed the scattergun as it fell, pushed into the mandibles of the Groatian in the front seat. To put your popgun over the seat, carefully, and drop it, he said. The driver slammed on his brakes, whirled to raise his gun. Retief cracked the gun barrel against the head of the Groatian before him, then swiveled to aim it at the driver. To keep your eye stalks on the road, he said. The driver grabbed at the tiller and shrank against the window, watching Retief with one eye, driving with the other. To gun this thing, Retief said, to keep moving. Schlue stirred on the floor. Retief put a foot on him, pressed him back. The cop beside Retief moved. Retief pushed him off the seat onto the floor. He held the scattergun with one hand and mopped at the blood on his face with the other. The car bounded over the irregular surface of the road, puffing furiously. Your death will not be an easy one, Drestir, Slew said in turn. No easier than I can help, Retief said. Shut up for now, I want to think. The car passed the last of the relief-crusted mounds, sped along between tilled fields. Slow down, Retief said. The driver obeyed. Turn down this side road. The car bumped off into an unpaved surface, threaded its way back among tall stalks. Stop here, the car stopped. It blew off steam and sat trembling as the hot engine idled roughly. Retief opened the door, took his foot off Slew. Sit up, he ordered. You two in front, listen carefully. Slew sat up, rubbing his throat. Three of you are getting out of here, Retief said. Good old Slew is going to stick around to drive for me. If I get that nervous feeling that the cops are after me, I'll toss him out to confuse them. That'll be pretty messy at high speed. 
Schlue told him to sit tight until dark and forget about sounding any alarms. I'd hate to see your carapace split and spill lovable you all over the pavement. To burst your throat sack, evil-smelling beast, Schlue hissed. Sorry, I haven't got one. Retief put the gun to Schlue's ear. Tell them, Schlue, I can drive myself in a pinch. To do as the foreign one says, to stay hidden till dark, Schlue said. Everybody out, Retief said, and take this with you. He nudged the unconscious Croatian. Schlue, you get in the driver's seat. You others stay where I can see you. Retief watched as the Goreshi silently followed instructions. All right, Schlue, Retief said softly. Let's go. Take me to Gorak Spaceport by the shortest route that doesn't go through the city, and be very careful about making any sudden movements. Thirty minutes later, Schlue steered the car up to the sentry-guarded gate and the security fence surrounding the military enclosure at Gorak Spaceport. Don't yield to any rash impulses. Retief whispered as a crested Goetian soldier came up. Schlue grated his mandibles in helpless fury. Drone Master Schlue internal security, he croaked. The guard tilted his eyes toward Retief. The guest of the autonomy, Schlue added, to let me pass or to rot in a spot, fool. To pass, Drone Master, the sentry mumbled. He was still staring at Retief as the car moved jerkily away. He was good as pegged out on the hill in the pleasure pits now, terrestrial. Schlue said in turn. Why do you venture here? Pull over there in a the shadow of the tower and stop, Retief said. Schlue complied. Retief studied the row of four slender ships parked on the ramp, navigation lights picked out against the early dawn colors of the sky. Which of those boats are ready to lift? Retief demanded. Schlue swiveled a choleric eye. All of them are shuttles. They have no range. They will not help you. To answer the question, Schlue, or to get another crack on the head, you're not like other terrestrials. You are a mere dog. We'll rough out a character sketch of me later. Are they all fueled up? You know the procedures here. Did those shuttles just get in, or is it the ready line? Yes, all are fueled and ready for takeoff. I hope you're right, Schlue. You and I are going to drive over and get in one. If it doesn't lift, I'll kill you and try the next. Let's go. You're mad. I've told you, these boats have no more than 10,000 ton seconds capacity. They're useful only for satellite runs. Never mind the details. Let's try the first in line. Schlue let in the clutch, and the steam car clanked and heaved, rolled off toward the line of boats. Not the first in line, Schlue said suddenly. The last is the more likely to be fueled, but... Smart grasshopper, Retief said. Pull up to the entry port, hop out, and go right up. I'll be right behind you. The gangway girl, the challenging of... More details, just give him a dirty look and say what's necessary. You know the technique. The car passed under the stern of the first boat, then the second. There was no alarm. It rounded the third and shuddered to a stop by the open port of the last vessel. Out, Reedy said, to make it snappy. Schlue stepped from the car, hesitated as the guard came to attention, then hissed at him and mounted the steps. The guard looked wonderingly at Reedy, mandibles slack. An outwilder, he said. He unlimbered his scattergun. To stop here, meet the faced one. Schlue froze, turned. To snap to attention, litter made of drones, Retief rasped in Croatian. The guard jumped, waved his eye stalks, and came to attention. About face, Retief hissed. Hell out of here, to march! The guard tramped off across the ramp. Retief took the steps two at a time, slammed the port shut behind himself. I'm glad your boys have a little discipline, Slew, Retief said. What did you say to him? Uh, but never mind, we're in. Get up to the control compartment. What do you know of Croatian naval vessels? Plenty. This is a straight copy from the lifeboat your lads hijacked. I can run it. Get going. Reedy followed Schlue up the companionway into the cramped control room. 
Tie in, Slough, Beatty farted. This is insane, Slough said. We only have fuel enough for one-way transit to the satellite. We cannot enter orbit, nor can we land again. To lift this boat is death, unless your destination is our moon. The moon is down, Slough, Beatty said, and so are we, but not for long. Tie in. Release me, Slough gasped. I promise you immunity. If I have to tie you in myself, I might bend your head in the process. Slew crawled onto the couch, strapped in. Give it up, he said. I will see that you are reinstated with honor. I will guarantee your safe conduct. Countdown, Reed, he said. He threw in the autopilot. It is death, Slew screeched. Gyros hummed. Time is ticked. Relays closed. Retief lay relaxed on the acceleration pad. Shlew breathed noisily, his mandibles clicking rapidly. That I had fled in time, Shlew said in a hoarse whisper. This is not a good death. No death is a good death, Retief said. Not for a while yet. The red light flashed on the center of the panel, and abruptly sound filled the universe. The ship trembled, lifted. Retief could hear Shlew's whimpering even through the roar of the drive. Perihelion, Shlew said dully. To begin now, the long fall back. Not quite, Retief said. I figure eighty-five seconds to go. He scanned the instruments, frowning. We will not reach the surface, of course, Shlew said in Terran. The pips on the screen are missiles. We have a rendezvous in space, Retief. In your madness, may you be content. There are fifteen minutes behind us, Shlew. Your defenses are sluggish. Never more to burrow in the grey sands of Gruach, Shlew said. Retief's eyes were fixed on a dial face. Any time now, he said softly. Shlew counted his eye stalks. What do you seek? Retief stiffened. Look at the screen, he said. Shlew looked. A glowing point, off center, moving rapidly across the grid. What? Later, Shlew watched as Retief's eyes darted from one needle to another. Oh! For your own neck's sake, Shlew, Retief said. You'd better hope this works. He flipped the sending key. 2396-TR-42G. This is Terrestrial Consular Gorak, aboard Gorak 902, vectoring on you at MP fix of 91-54-94. Can you read me? Over. What forlorn gesture is this? Shlew whispered. You cry in the night to emptiness. Button your mandibles, Retief snapped, listening. There was a faint hum of stellar background noise. Retief repeated his call, waited. Maybe they hear but can't answer, he muttered. He flipped the key. 2396, you've got 20 seconds to lock a tractor beam on me, or I'll be past you like a shot of rum past a sailor's bridgework. To call into the void, Shlew said, to look at the TV screen. Shlew twisted his head, looked. Against the background mist of stars, a sheep loomed, dark and inert. It is a ship, Shlew said, a monster ship. That's her, Retief said. Nine years and a few months out of New Terra on a routine mapping mission. The mission cruiser, the IVS, terrific. Impossible, Shlew hissed. The Hulk swings in a deep comet to the orbit. Right, and now it's making its close swing past Groak. You think to match orbits with the derelict, without power. Our meeting will be a violent one, if that is your intent. We won't hit. We'll make our pass at about 5,000 yards. To what end, terrestrial? You have found your lost ship. Then what? Is this glimpse worth the death we die? Maybe they're not dead, Reedy said. Not dead, Shlew lapsed into Croatian, to have died in the burrow of one's youth, to have burst my throat sack ere I embarked with a mad alien to call up the dead. 2396, make it snappy, Retief called. The speaker crackled heedlessly. 
The dark image on the screen drifted past, dwindling now. Nine years. The mad one's speaking to friends, Shlu raved. Nine years dead, and still to seek them. Another twenty seconds, Riti said softly, and we're out of range. Look alive, boys. Was this your plan, Riti? Shlu asked in turn. Did you flee, Groak, and risk all on this slender thread? How long would I have lasted in one of your Gorwasi prisons? Long and long, my Ritif, Shlu hissed, and the blade of an artist. Abruptly, the ship trembled, seemed to drag, rolling the two passages in their couches. Shlu hissed as the restraining harness cut into him. The shuttle boat was pivoting heavily, upending, crushing acceleration forces built. Shlu gasped and cried out shrilly, What is it? It looks, Ritif said, like we've had a little bit of luck. Chapter 5 On our second pass, the gaunt-faced officer said, they let fly with something. I don't know how it got past our screens. It sucked home in the stone and put the main pipe off the air. I threw full power to the emergency shields and broadcast our identification on a scatter. I should have hit every receiver within a parsec. Nothing. Then the transmitter blew. I was a fool to send the boat down, but I couldn't believe somehow. In a way, it's lucky you did, Captain. That was my only lead. They tried to finish us after that, but with full power to the screens, nothing they had could get through. Then they called on us to surrender. Retief nodded. I take it you weren't tempted. More than you know. It was a long swing out on our first circuit, then come back in we figured we'd hit. As a last resort, I would have pulled back power from the screens and tried to adjust the orbit with the steering jets, but the bombardment was pretty heavy. I don't think we'd have made it. Then we swung past and headed out again. We've got a three-year period. Don't think I don't consider giving up. Why didn't you? The information we have is important. We've got plenty of stars aboard, enough for another ten years if necessary. Sooner or later, our new search command would find us. Reteef cleared his throat. I'm glad you stuck with it, Captain. Even a backwater world like Gorak can kill a lot of people when it runs amuck. What I didn't know, the captain went on, was that we're not in a stable orbit. We're going to graze atmosphere pretty deeply this pass, and in another sixty days we'll be back to stay. I guess the Groaci will be ready for us. No wonder they were sitting on this so tight, Eti said. They were almost in the clear. And you're here now, the captain said. Nine years and we weren't forgotten. I knew we could count on... It's over now, Captain, Petey said. That's what counts. Home, the Captain said. After nine years. I'd like to take a look at the films you mentioned, Petey said. The ones showing the installations on the satellite. The Captain complied. Petey watched as the scene unrolled, showing the bleak surface of the tiny moon as the Terrific had seen it nine years before. In harsh black and white... Row on row of identical hulls cast long shadows across the pitted, metallic surface of the satellite. Retief whistled. They had quite a little surprise in store. Your visit must have panicked them. They should be about ready to go by now. Nine years. Hold the picture, Retief said suddenly. What's that ragged black line across the plain there? I think it's a fissure, the crystalline structure. I've got what may be an idea, Retief said. I had a look at some classified files last night at the foreign office. One was a progress report on a fashionable stockpile. It didn't make much sense at the time. Now I get the picture, which is the north end of that crevasse. At the top of the picture. Unless I'm badly mistaken, that's the bomb dump. The Goeshi like to tuck things underground. I wonder what a direct hit with a 50-megaton missile would do to it. If that's an ordnance storage dump, the captain said, it's an experiment I'd like to try. Can you hit it? 
I've got 50 heavy missiles aboard. If I fire them in direct sequence, it should saturate the defenses. Yes, I can hit it. The range isn't too great. These are the deluxe models, the captain smiled balefully. Video guidance. We could steer them into a bar and park them on a stool. Why do you say we try it? I've been wanting a solid target for a long time, the captain said. Retief waved a hand toward the screen. That expanding dust cloud used to be the satellite of Goax slew, he said. Looks like something happened to it. The police chief stared at the picture. Too bad, Reedy said. But then it wasn't of any importance, was it, Slew? Slew muttered incomprehensibly. Just a bare hunk of iron, Slew. That's what the foreign office told me when I asked for information. I wish you'd keep your prisoner out of sight, the captain said. I've had a hard time keeping my hands off him. Slew wants to help, Captain. He's been a bad boy, and I have a feeling he'd like to cooperate with us now, especially in view of the imminent arrival of a terrestrial ship and the dust cloud out there. What do you mean? Captain, you can ride it out for another week. Contact the ship when it arrives. Get it towing and your troubles are over. When your films are shown in the proper quarter, a task force will come out here. They'll reduce Groak to a sub-technical cultural level and set up a monitor system to ensure she doesn't get any more expansionist ideas. Not that she can do much now with her handy iron mine in the sky gone. That's right, and on the other hand, Reedy said, there's what I might call the diplomatic approach. He explained at length. Captain looked at him thoughtfully. I'll go along, he said. What about this fellow? Retief turned to Slew. The Goration shuddered, eye stalks retracted. They will do it, he said faintly. Right, Retief said. Captain, if you'll have your men bring in the transmitter from the shuttle, I'll place a call to a fellow named Fifth at the Foreign Office. He turned to Slew. When I get him, Slew, you'll do everything exactly as I've told you or have terrestrial monitors dictating in Groak City. Quite candidly, Retief, Councillor Pardee said, I'm rather nonplussed. Mr. Fifth of the Foreign Office seemed almost painfully lavish on your praise. He seems most eager to please you. In the light of some of the evidence I've turned up of highly irregular behaviour on your part, it is difficult to understand. Fifth and I have been through a lot together, Retief said. We understand each other. You have no cause for complacency, Retief, Pardee said. Miss Moyle was quite justified in reporting your case. Of course, had she known that you were assisting Mr. Fifth in his marvellous work, she would have modified her report somewhat, no doubt. You should have confided in her. Fifth wanted to give it secret, in case it didn't work out, Retief said. You know how it is. Of course. And as soon as Miss Moyle recovers from her nervous breakdown, there'll be a nice promotion awaiting her. The girl more than deserves it for her years of unswerving devotion to core policy. Unswerving, Retief said. I'll sure go along with that. As well you may, Retief. You have not acquitted yourself well in this assignment. I'm arranging for a transfer. You've alienated too many of the local people. But as you said, Fifth speaks highly of me. Oh, true. It's the cultural intelligentsia I'm referring to. Miss Marr's records show that you deliberately affronted a number of influential groups by boycotting tone-deaf, Retief said. To me, a Croatian blowing a nose whistle sounds like a Croatian blowing... To me, a Croatian blowing a nose whistle sounds like a Croatian blowing a nose whistle. You have to come to terms with local aesthetic values, Pardee explained. Learn to know the people as they really are. It's apparent from some of the remarks Miss Moyle quoted in her report that you held the Croatian rather low esteem. But how wrong you were. All the while, they were working unceasingly to rescue those brave lads marooned aboard our cruiser. They pressed on even after we ourselves had abandoned the search. 
and when they discovered that it had been a collision with their satellite which disabled the craft, they made that magnificent gesture, unprecedented. One hundred thousand credits in gold to each crew member, as a token of Croatian sympathy. A handsome gesture, Retief murmured. I hope, Retief, that you've learned from this incident. In view of the helpful part you played in advising Mr. Fifth in matters of procedure to assist in his search, I am not recommending a reduction in grade. We'll overlook the affair, give you a clean slate. But in future, I'll be watching you closely. You can't win them all, Retief said. You'd better pack up. You'll be coming along with us in the morning. Pardee shuffled his papers together. I'm sorry, he said, that I can't file a more flattering report on you. I would have liked to recommend your promotion, along with Miss Moyles. That's okay, Retief said. I have my memories.